Hello, everybody, and indeed, welcome to another edition of the Chicago Tony V Show. Welcome to episode 180. If you're online on the uh, Reddit live stream, bless you. I'm sorry. Apparently, you're listening to a little bit of a hum, which uh, probably chances are you've been listening to that really every day of the show. And uh, if you're on the Spotify podcast, things are sounding good. Things sound just fine. That's uh, that's always been super solid, super bulletproof. But uh, on this Reddit live stream, there's something about there's something about the gear that we still need to figure out. So until until we get that figured out, we're gonna have a little bit of a hum. And uh, the fact those of you that stay in during the hum, it's just gonna prove to me. That uh, you love me. I'm not sure it's deserved. At least that's what my brain is going to say to me. The only Hummer you don't want, Tank. Oh my God. Holy cow. See you guys. Here, wait. Let me let me uh, take a sip of coffee, and let's see what's rattling around in my brain. What can I what can I talk about today? So. Just like anyone who starts a new diet style, I'm not going to call it a diet. My Adonis brother, who I talked about on yesterday's show, that's one of the things he told me. He's like, uh, don't, don't call it a diet. Don't let your brain, brain do that. So I'm not calling it a diet. I'm calling it a diet style or maybe a new lifestyle, right? Isn't that, doesn't that give me a better chance of making this permanent? Anyway, just like anyone starting a new diet style, uh, I'm all excited up front, right? I've been, so I I was at my mom's on Tuesday and, and, and that was my first day of eating in this new way to try and, uh, compete with my older brother, which maybe in some, maybe in some ways I've been doing that my whole life. That would be interesting to explore. So Tuesday was day one, Wednesday, and what is today, Thursday? So in other words, I have no, um, I, so I have no, uh, what would be the term? I have no right to really even talk about it. I've only just begun, but I'm just going to share with you guys after whatever that is, two and a half days of no sugar, really very, very low carbs. Um, I actually have something to report. And that is that uh, last night I had a dream. Now, why is that noteworthy? That's noteworthy because I woke up this morning and I was like, hot damn, I had a dream. I haven't dreamt in a long, long time. Now I don't understand dreams. I, it's it's kind of weird that I would even be excited that I had a dream. You know, the, my dream was beautifully weird. You know, I was uh, I was walking around a some sort of resort, posing, I, or let's call it impersonating. I was in, impersonating a college recruiter. Figure that one out. I'm walking around some sort of resort. I'm impersonating a college recruiter. 
I stumbled upon a couple of old girlfriends from way back in the day. You know, nonsensical. And then I'm all worried, are they going to figure out that I'm not really a college recruiter? Am I going to get busted here? I had. I also had some sort of more mobile uh, cash register, like wearing it like a fanny pack, right? I, w I had the ability to give receipts <laughs> while wandering in this resort, posing as a college recruiter. What in the hell? Why do dreams exist? What do they mean? King V702 says, do the Mediterranean diet. I don't, I, I almost wonder if I'm not that far off. I mean, that's like vegetables, olive oil, and, uh, and uh, some steak now and again. Is that what it is? Oh my God. Tank says, I reached a new level of lazy. I grub hubbed beer last night. <laughs> I don't know, Tank. That's, I don't know. You, either you're brilliant or yeah, maybe, maybe a little lazy. You know, this latest bubbly water, by the way, you supposed Tiffy listeners, you can't see, but I'm on video. I'm showing the Reddit people. Uh, to keep them interested because of this buzz that you Spotify people don't hear. This is like the 900th case of bubbly water that I've opened. Uh, let's say this year. This totally uh, tastes grape. I don't know why. I've checked and double checked and triple checked. No, this is just the original plain. But every last can tastes grape. And I mean, it's kind of overwhelmingly grape. Anyway, what the hell was I talking about? So I, I dreamt. I dreamt last night. And when I woke up this morning, first of all, I was like, that was kind of fun. You you live in this alter universe, right? And you when you're dreaming, at least last night, I didn't know that it was all bullshit. So it was like this other existence. Very strange, obviously. But I woke up and I thought that was kind of nice. And then one of my first thoughts was, this has to be because I have changed my diet it has to be now robo kitty is an expert with this low carb stuff and uh, she has promised to hold my hand and walk me through it which i really appreciate she's very smart she's a medical professional and i want to know that i'm doing it right i want to set myself up for success Sofa, 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 how are you? Good morning, good to see you. I'm sorry for the hum or the buzz that you hear. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else? So anyway, this is just day two and a half of this new eating style. What am I doing? I don't know. Do you call it keto? Do you call it low carb? Do you call it both? Do you call it, I'm just copying my brother? Maybe that's a simplistic way to look at it. Um, I don't know. What did I have each? What did I have yesterday? Let's talk about what I ate yesterday. This is if you if you uh, need any more evidence that I have nothing to talk about. Here it is. I'm talking about what I ate yesterday. Bottom of the barrel. Well, let's see. I ate nothing. I'm doing. One meal a day. Sofa, sofa. Uh, oh, you're talking to Chicago Tank. Sorry. Sorry. I thought you were talking to me. Tank and I both have the first 
Same first name, Chicago. Anyway, what I had yesterday, one meal, because I look up to my big brother. I have I have all, all my life. And uh, that's what he's doing, so that's what I'm going to do. I had a big cabbage salad. I make my own dressing so far. What they say with this keto or low carb or whatever, they say don't worry too much about fat, right? Don't let it freak you out. RoboKitty has already told me that olive oil should be my friend. Now, I don't have olive oil yet. Well, if I looked hard, I'm sure I do. If I looked around in the kitchen, I probably have olive oil. Um, let's see. So what I've been doing is I cook some bacon. A few, just a few strips, nothing, nothing crazy. A few strips, and then I, uh, then I pour that bacon grease. It sounds disgusting even to say, but that's what I did. And with a little, uh, vinegar. Now I don't know yet if vinegar is allowed. Salty says use avocado oil. He says that in the comment section. And Robo is helping me with my lingo. She says, I would call it low carb, low sugar. Oh, and you don't say olive oil is my friend. See, I have so much to learn. I'm a dummy. Uh, unfortunately, I'm the guy with the microphone right now. This is a good chance for a disclaimer, okay? Everyone, everything dietarily that I say is for entertainment purposes only. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm a fat fuck, okay? So anything I'm saying diet-wise, just forget it. This is just for entertaining. So Robo does use olive oil mostly, but I never promoted it. I don't know much about oils. Holy shit, now my sensei is already backing down. She's already like, I don't really, I, I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. So anyway, my, my dressing. So I, I'll, I'll use bacon grease and, and uh, what about uh, vinegar, Robo? Is that is that considered carbs? I don't really know. Anyway, that's my salad dressing and some, you know, herbs and that sort of thing. And I'll put a huge pile of cabbage, shredded cabbage in there. And then I'll put a few bacon strips up top. So that's my salad. I'm getting some roughage, some fiber. And then I will have, after that I'll have, uh, I bought a bunch of ground beef from my local butcher shop. The place is terrific. That's where I get my bacon too. Salty does keto as well. Oh my God. How did the universe bring us all together? Salty, one of these days. And I love this idea that was floated around yesterday, during yesterday's show, that uh, we, we could have some sort of accountability thing on the Discord. I think that would be pretty cool. Tank, I'm not surprised. Tank says in the comments section, he says, I never dieted. When I feel sluggish, I eat salad. You know, Tank, I'm not surprised. You're kind of a cut to the chase kind of guy. And you like to you like to just cut the crap and let's just be 
simple and reasonable and get right to the root of the problem. See, now I... Oh, you're not answering about vinegar? Shit. That probably means no. What my brother said, I was like, what do you do for uh, dressing? He says uh, olive oil and uh, cayenne pepper. Shit. I don't know. So maybe I'm not allowed to have vinegar. It really seems that's the case. So, good God. You know, I should have known. I should have known that uh, if you like it, you can't have it. Although I do like bacon. And it seems no one's really complained about my bacon uh, having yet. So, I don't know. It's crazy. But uh, this dreaming thing, I, I'm, I'm very uh, encouraged because just because something changed, you know. And I feel like it's actually an improvement, too. As I said, I think dreaming is probably good. Jardinera is Tank's dressing, yeah. Tank is committed to the Jardinera, which I respect. Totally respect it. Sofa, sofa, sofa says, having a healthy diet is so key to good living. I always feel like shit when I eat unhealthy. Yeah, me too. Oh, so I was going to say, you know, Tank Tank said when he feels sluggish, he eats a salad. See, see when I felt sluggish, my go-to was like, and like Georgie and I have talked about this, it's like, ah, a zebra cake will uh, spring me into action. <laughs> it's not a good way to be. It's not a good way to be. I'm like the, I'm like the Keith Richards of food, right? I've tried to kill myself with food 19 different ways. And everyone around me is amazed that I'm still alive. Amber Glow says bacon is a keto staple. And actually, I might have that very phrase tattooed on my wrist. Because it's very... I got it. Why is Bill Cosby in my playlist, in my jazz music playlist? I can't figure it out. Tony's Salad Palace now open in Chicago, says Sofa. Oh, yeah, water. Drink water. Uh, so, uh, Butt Cave uh, Troll says, <laughs> drink water, dude. That's the key to happiness. And, uh, you know, it may be. I'm drinking water right now. It's bubbly. Oh, really? Wait, okay, so Robo. Oh, this is turning this is gonna be a good day. Robo says, Tone, I thought you were joking about the vinegar. You can have vinegar. It's a non-issue. And this is this is true, Salt. Salty says, Tony V from cheese fries to salad. Look at the arc of my person. That's right. That's right. It started at cheese fries. And where am I going to end up? Now, to be totally honest, do you guys have this? Uh, obviously, you guys have you guys have tried keto, and I'm sure that means at other times in life you've tried other things. I have this thing in my brain. I've been a good boy, as I said, two and, two and a half, three days, whatever. I have this thing in my brain that says, for you, it's not going to work. <laughs> 
There's something different for you. It's simply not going to work. Is that normal? Salty's on to something. That could be my book. Tony V from cheese fries to salad. Ha <laughs> ha. It does seem uh, like cheating. This keto thing kind of feels like cheating. Which is that? Is there like a honeymoon phase? Is is there a deal where you eat bacon and uh, you're like, oh, this is awesome. But then like day 19, you're just like, I want to off myself. Please, someone give me, give me a cheesecake. <laughs> Salty, if that takes off, I'll kick you a little something, something in Bitcoin. I promise. I'm a stand-up guy. I don't know. I assume that's very normal to be facing a new lifestyle. And then something in your brain says, well, this will never work. And then the other thing I have going on is um, I think, why, why has this not worked already? <laughs> There's a part of my brain that says, well, what the way it should work is like a couple of days I should be um, very good. And then my body's going to look like it did when I was 23. <laughs> Shut up. Amber says there's keto-friendly cheesecake. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe down the road I'll tip my toe. I don't know. And uh, Salty's talking about keto flu. So I, I take that to mean uh, that feeling like you have this flu deal. Maybe that's what's been going around. Oh, think about it, people. There's been all this hullabaloo about some sort of bug going around. And if you really think about, about it, what else has been a big hullabaloo? This keto diet has really taken taken the world by storm over the last couple of years. What if this whole fluth deal is is because people gave up Captain Crunch? Can someone write a medical paper on this? Maybe I could fund a study. I I can just see it now. New York Times, you know. Oh, it turns out. <laughs> Everybody back to normal, back to normal. It was just that it was people, too many people stopped eating cookie crisp. That's all it was. <laughs> yeah, Tank, Tank says, same thing at the gym. Go one time and wonder why I ain't ripped. Yeah, totally. Totally. You know, the human brain is bullshit sometimes. But anyway, I'm at uh, day two, day three. Um, let's see. Spark20 says, off-topic question, but what's your best advice for a 19-year-old starting out in the world? Uh, let's see, 19 years old. Whereabouts do you live? Are you in the uh, Western he Hemisphere? 
Are you in the People's Republic of the United States of America? Um, shit. Here's a little piece of adv advice. Um, understand that now you live at a time where there's a library of Babel. In other words, you can learn anything. You have access to learning anything you um, want. So I would say uh, really, really push yourself and stack up on skills as a 19-year-old. You'll be happy that you did. You should be, if you were 19, you should set about to be uh, a diesel mechanic and a plumber and like a neurosurgeon and you could probably be all three with about a year-long deep dive on YouTube. Now the neurosurgeon, they're not going to let you do that because uh, it's a racket. You're going to have to go through their credential system. It'll take you a lot longer than a year. Diesel mechanic, I'm not so sure. What else did I say? Plumber? Plumber for life could probably talk on that one. But anyway, I would build up skills. That's what I would do. God love you. Good luck to you. 19 years old was a long, long time ago. Sofa says keto can be dangerous. You got to be careful, but it's good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I'm going to read up on it. And as I said, Robo's going to uh, coach me through it. She's a medical professional, so... And she's a lot smarter than I am. So I, that's a good first. That's a good starting point, I think. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, Salty. Salty agrees. With my advice for Spark 2 O. Salty says, we are always going to need someone to flush the shit away. Be a plumber. <laughs> yeah, I think dudes with real skills are, uh, that's the way to go These in this day and age. The money that they're charging for college degrees, for you, for you to have some nebulous thing where you sit behind a desk all day, it's ungodly. If I had a kid today that was college age, I would just get him a house. I would say, I would say, here's this thing that you will be. Um, you're trying to get this degree so you can get this, essentially a lifestyle. So you can one day buy the house with a picket fence, etc., etc. I'd just be like, here's the house. Let's cut to the chase. Go learn how to rebuild my uh, diesel uh, engine. Ooh, mortician. That's an idea from Tank. Mortician or chef. People always die and are always hungry. I think those are really good ideas, Tank. Mortician. Yeah, talk about your, uh, your recession-proof, you know, jobs. Mortician, even, uh... Learn how to cut hair. If you're a you know, those dudes that uh, quote-unquote cut hair in the army and stuff like that, um, you know, they have a skill for life then. 
it serves them well. You can always stop whatever you're doing, go be a barber, because you did it, you learned it. Crazy. Um, let's see. Let's dig into the mailbag. Since, I don't know. Let's just do it. Let's see what we have. Um, anyone that wants to send a letter into the mailbag, please feel free. The email address is chicagotonyv at gmail.com. We love getting letters. And uh, it's a fun part of the show. I don't know if today's going to be fun, a fun part of the show. I don't know. Anyway, here we go. Dear Tony, what is a musical artist that maybe you didn't, quote, get, unquote, at first, but who has totally grown on you over the years? Uh, this is from Hank L. That is a fascinating question. What is a musical artist that maybe you didn't get at first, but who has totally grown on you over the years? Let's see. I mean, the one that comes to mind right away for me is uh, Bob Dylan. I did not understand Bob Dylan. I just kind of, and I think I couldn't get over his uh, weird voice at first. You know? It is his weird nasally thing, and then if you go back to his old music, it was kind of sort of primitive you know came out of the folk genre i guess and it just was i i back then when i discovered dylan the first time i was already into like billy joel and all this stuff that's just it's just different and but then eventually i don't know 10 years ago or so i finally discovered some of his later albums with uh, it's kind of well past his folk period and everything and it's like holy shit I now I kind of get it the guy the guy the guy is solid and unique kind of like we were saying before the show in the pre-show we were talking about electric light orchestra and how their use of string sections was so revolutionary and I was saying to the to the uh, folks in the stream, it's like Jeff Lynn created this thing that only he could do. It was like a one of a kind. So if you, I think he created this audience for himself because nothing like it existed. And then I jokingly said to the people, maybe that's what we're doing with the Chicago Tony V show. You know, whatever the hell this is, it is kind of a one of a kind. But Dylan, I think, is also that. No one sings like Dylan. No one can turn a phrase like Dylan. Um, I, you listen to Dylan music and it's like, what, what my brain wants to say is like, oh, that's um, cheesy uh, uh, rhyming and whatever. Like, but it's not. It's like, so it's just, the guy is so crafty. He can, like in his later years, his voice is complete horse shit. It sounds like he has, I mean, lived in a cigarette factory for the last 20 years. I mean, it's it's so rough. It's like someone set his throat on fire and put it out with a track shoe. Yet, you take that raggedy voice and he sings a Dylan song to you. And it's like, God damn, I love it. I don't care if he sounds like a uh, 
like he's had throat cancer three times. I don't know. Pink Floyd, uh, uh, Tank says Pink Floyd for him. Pink Floyd, yeah. Of course, I mean, growing up back in the day, when I was growing up, Tank, um, you know, some of the classic rock in Chicago, they did a great job of playing classic rock for us. So, I mean, I feel like I was a Pink Floyd fan kind of as long as I could remember. Um, so you didn't get them at first. They're fabulous. They are fabulous. Let's see what else. Let me get back to the mail back here. Um, hey, Tony. There is this girl. She is my everything. She is my best friend. But I want to be more than just friends. Only. Only. Hold on. I just realized I don't know where my phone is. Holy cow, my phone's in my pocket. What the hell? This is going to be a good letter, I can tell. It's amateur hour at the Chicago Tony V Show, everybody. <laughs> and uh, now the phone, now the phones are plugged in. Whatever. I'm sorry, let me get back to this tremendous letter. Hey, Tony, there is this girl. She is my everything. She is my best friend, but I want to be more than just friends. Only I'm pretty sure she only sees us as friends. At least she hasn't let on that there might be more feelings going on. Anyway, it's her birthday next month, and I want to give her a gift where maybe it will get her thinking about our friendship in a bit more of a romantic way. Do you have any ideas or experience with this type of situation? This is from Jack from Ohio. Uh, holy cow. That's very sweet, Jack from Ohio. I mean, there's one one thing that comes to mind. I don't think this is what you should do, but let me just uh, roll this out here first. Uh, one thing you could do is read her this letter, but I don't. I don't think that's what you should do. But if you're really desperate, if you just feel like I, I never, I, I got nothing. Um, do that now. I think it's really good that you already say your best friends. This is I, this is very promising. Because sometimes, sometimes you you might really uh, think you're in love with a lady, right? But it's just because she is she's hot, and you just want to bang her. <laughs> and the male brain mistakenly thinks you're in love. But I really get this feeling, like you guys, there is a friendship here, which is a tremendous way to start a relationship. That means potentially it's built for the long haul because I think over time that physical stuff, it just kind of goes away, right? Everyone melts, everyone gets old, everyone starts looking like raisins. And if you have a friendship there, then uh, you're built to last in my opinion. So this is great, great guns. So I think you're in the driver's seat. Um. 
Now, so what can you do in the way of a gift? I, I think just, uh, okay, that's more romantic. Maybe a piece of jewelry. You know, you, there are, uh, there are some gray areas, right? Where I think your friend, your special friend, would love to get the gift, but it's sort of gray enough where it's a way of giving her a hint without saying, like, you don't want to get her, get her an engagement ring, right? There's no hint there. That's your, you're pu pushing in all your chips. No need to do that, but maybe uh, some sort of necklace, you know? Shows that uh, you got a little class. You got some resources. You're, uh, she's your friend. It could be interpreted as, uh, oh, what a friendly gesture. But then, but also you're sort of subtly acknowledging her femininity, etc. Tank says, no jewelry. Take her out for a nice dinner and something else. Not a movie because you can't talk during it. It's a very good point. This, this is another really good line of thinking. Like, if there's something she's interested in, uh, maybe she maybe she loves theater, musicals, whatever. If you have if you have noticed, see, by taking her to something that she loves like that, you've you're demonstrating that you've noticed what she's into, right? Right. Like, if I took Robo Kitty to a hockey game. It would be a huge mistake, right? Because the only time she ever gives me shit through the live stream is when I get on some sort of uh, ramble about sports. Then she gets vocally disparaging, right? She raises her hand and says, shut the fuck up, let's talk about something else. So if I took Robo to a hockey game, big mistake. Now if I took her to an art gallery, well, that's kind of saying, hey, I remember you're an artist. I let's let's go look at what you're into. You know? If I took her to a restaurant, I'm not gonna take her to a potato place, right? Because she's doing the low carb. It would be a huge mistake if I said, uh, oh yeah, I know this great loaded baked potato place. She'd just be like, <laughs> Tank says, Tony, will you take me to a hockey game? Absolutely, Tank. The Hawks, baby. The Hawks. I posted that Here Come the Hawks tune to the Discord before the show. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I, what I would need to do is take Robo to a, a very nice steak joint, right? It's just showing I'm attentive. I'm so your girl, your friend Jack, from Ohio. Uh, you've paid attention, right? Because you're falling in love with her, so you probably know exactly how she ticks. And oh, see, eight weight finally says good job. Volume is perfect this morning. Thank Christ. It's about time. <laughs> um. Jack, you got to show that you're pay, paying attention. Or do you get what I'm saying? You can't do something where it's a dud 
she can't be sitting there thinking, oh, this guy doesn't know me at all, right? I don't know. I'm just saying. I hope I helped you, says I love the vibe of the show. Thank you so much. Very nice of you to say. I love the vibe of your Reddit username. I hope I helped you. See, I'm going to have to check out your account afterwards and see what sort of positive stuff you've spread all over Reddit. Maybe you're like a Johnny Appleseed of Reddit, just spreading positive vibes. I kind of think that's what I'm doing with this show. Oh, sorry. Tank's music homework is Dion Runaround Sue. Very nice, Tank. Dion Runaround Sue. Uh, I I, I kind of think that's what I'm doing with this show. I hope I helped you. That's a tough Reddit name to say any other way than say the entire name. But uh, I think that's it. If there's any frame of mind that I try to put in my brain before I uh, start the live stream, it's love. Just spread the love. Spread the love. Be a positive force. Think about the people you love. Shit. And just do it. Just be yourself. Just do it. Okay, where am I at with letters? That's a little bit of a diversion. Let's see. I think we answered this, guys. Yeah. And I hear what Tank's saying. No jewelry. That's fine. Um, Okay, next letter. Dear Tony, congratulations on your amazing achievement in podcasting. You are becoming a cult legend, I think, in podcasting circles. (laughs) Uh, Keep up the great work. I want to know if you have a few favorite episodes out of all the ones you have created so far. This is from Tommy from Niles, Illinois. Uh, Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for the kind words. Uh, Tommy, what a nice thing to say. I really appreciate it. I, I do have a favorite, a few favorite episodes, um, and I'll try to do them in order, I think, of when they occurred. Now, um, there was a very early episode where I had eaten a McRib sandwich. <laughs> I think it's actually like episode three of the podcast. I ate a McRib. Now, this is back. You got to remember, this was at a time for our show where I was just a lonely dude, right? Live streaming for my own sanity because I just wanted to make some sort of contact with anyone. Now, in a lot of ways, it's still the same today. But back then I had no idea that anyone was going to respond. So I think it was like episode three of the podcast. I talked about I ate a McRib, which I had never done in my life. I don't think. And uh, what I remember is that... uh, That episode had 47,000 listens, which is a lot for um, a podcast starting out. So I just remember. and, and, And then the other thing I noticed about that episode is people would refer back to it like for weeks. 
they call me the, uh, oh, you're the McRib guy. Oh, do you have another McRib? You know, just stuff like that. And it's like, holy shit. Someone actually watched what I did. Someone listened to my fat face talking about a McRib. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Now, another episode that really stands out, and actually I saw Amberglow ask about Chifafa earlier, and I really haven't, I haven't heard from Chifafa in a while. I think Amber said that her Reddit account might be deep-sixed. Holy shit. Um, it was episode 50 of our podcast. I sang Oh Danny Boy. And Chifafa had never called in. She's a sweet, sweet pepperoni. Long time. And she actually called in. I sort of, I sang Danny Boy on the show as a way to kind of pressure her to guilt her into actually calling in. And it's one of the funnest moments of ever doing this show. It was just fantastic. It was lovely. Um... And then the last show that I remember that uh, just sort of comes to mind, uh, I got in this Twitter feud with this crazy uh, person, uh, some trombone teacher on Twitter. And I was just so upset. And anyway, I did, I had Georgie call in and I did a trivia game. Uh which she actually, she legendarily, I mean, she's the VIP of all VIP pepperonis, right? She's been a little laid up recently, as we all know. But uh, I gave her this trivia on everything about our show, and it was so funny. She did way worse than I thought she was going to do. I really enjoyed that. She was a little pissed at me right after that show. But anyway, thank you for the kind words. Um... Available Smoke 9875, good to see you. Are we talking about uh, Chicago Steak Joints? We're talking Gene and Giorgetti's, Gibson's, Morton's, hot damn tamale. The best steak joint I've ever been to in my life, thank you for asking. It's actually, I don't believe it exists anymore. I told, uh, speaking of cheese fries earlier today, um, I have told the history of how I tried I wanted to expand my cheese fry scam into the uh, uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So I spent a little time down in Indy. There was this uh, steak joint uh, called uh, Del Fresco's. Del Fresco's. It was right on the circle in, in Indianap downtown Indianapolis. Robo, you might want to replay the show. Robo says, I'm back. I was talking to my boss. There might be a classic Robo section that you missed. It's weird. Of all the pepperonis, she might be the one that I actually talk about the most when she's not here. I wonder why. Uh, anyway, uh, Del Fresco's in downtown Indianapolis. I used to go, once I discovered it, I don't even know how I, I think I was walking around. It's like, I'm hungry. And I found this, I just walked in. Best steak of my life. They would serve it to you just absolutely sizzling but what i noticed is uh there was never anyone in there it's like holy shit it was a very nice white tablecloth kind of place i i went there every chance i could get and there was never anyone in there so i shouldn't be surprised that it was you know deep sixed this makes me want to go to a nice steak joint today maybe i'll do that 
Um, okay, let's see. What other letter? Dear Tony, I'm naturally very hard on myself, and I really tend toward being self-critical. It's exhausting. I just want to feel good about myself. How can I climb myself out of this rut and feel like I'm worth something again? This is from Glenn W. Yeah. Yeah, baby. I mean, don't we all get in ruts, right? I think I'm actually a, I'm, I'm a hard on myself person. There was a letter, I don't know, a couple weeks weeks back about like self-talk like what is your vo inner voice uh i think actually robo was on the phone with me it's like what does your self-talk sound like and i was saying at the time it's like my self-talk is not saying uh you're awesome you can take your foot off the gas coast you're tremendous you deserve everything you got just take it easy no that's not what my inner voice does right so maybe i'm betting if you're very hard on yourself and all that stuff you're kind of wired this way and you have and i think that's an int i was telling robo that you have this maybe you have this inner uh uh compass right that always just tries to keep you sort of achieving and deserving right see robo remembers that inner narrative Oh, which I hear people used to think was God. Oh, here, eight, wait, not trying to preach, but this works for all kinds of things. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Absolutely, eight, wait, the serenity prayer. Very good idea, eight, wait. Yeah, I think uh, I think some sort of practice, but I'm gonna give another idea. What's this person's name? Uh, Glenn. Glenn. Here's something. All right. Uh, and this, I have noticed a very dear pepperoni kind of sharing this idea with me. Uh, this idea of just try just try and be productive, but but just take it off in little chunks. All right. If you're already the kind of person you're going to be tough on yourself and you're uh, that's probably how you're wired. So so you are going to need to just try and be productive, keep busy. I mean, you're probably not the kind of person that can uh sit on the couch and uh, eat bonbons and watch 19 football games and then at, at the end of it feel good about it. There's some people like that. Thank God I'm not one of them. But uh, so just maybe get try and find a routine where you can uh, give yourself time to be productive so that you have this maybe a peace of mind that like today I earned it. All right. But I think that the trick, maybe the idea I'm trying to float by is like, don't be looking at some monumental don't try to climb a mountain, all right? Just keep stepping over the pebbles. That's what climbing a mountain is. And I think the people that just focus on, there's a pebble, I'm going to step over that, and I'm going to take the next step and the next step. Um, those are the happy people. Those are the happy people. Just keep taking a step, taking a step. 
It's like, I want to be the uh, uh, biggest uh, podcaster since sliced bread. <laughs> right? But I would drive myself crazy if every day it's like, oh my God, you didn't get a phone call from uh, Joe Rogan today asking you for uh, your advice on something. <laughs> right? I can't look at it that way. No. It's baby steps. What I'm saying is baby steps. This makes me think of that What About Bob movie. What a great movie. Bill Murray. But eight weight, very good. The serenity prayer, very good. That's a good practice for anyone. Available Smoke 9875 says, great advice. One little step at a time. I saw Will Smith once tell the story uh, when he was a kid, his dad had him like build a brick wall. It took like all summer. But what he learned was the way this shit works is brick by brick, one brick at a time. That's it. One little step at a time. Nothing ever happens at any other pace than that. Bada bing. Oh, come all you faithful. The timing is perfect today for that, for that song. Timing is perfect. But some people are just wired this way, right? I've known people where it's like, I think of you as just a tremendous person. Already, bam, you're it. You've already made it, right? And But the person, that's not the way they feel. They're, they're thinking, oh, I'm not, I'm not quite, no, no, I haven't quite earned it. I haven't quite earned it. And then so my perspective is like, no, no, you're tremendous. I just want to hang out with you and uh, stare into your brown eyes, right? It's like, no, no, I got to keep busy. Some people are, so much in, in people are, it's wiring, I think. It's wiring. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, says eight weight. Absolutely. Okay, let's see what else is in here. Dear Tony, the thrill is gone with my boyfriend. Oh, Jesus. He's a super nerd and just kind of a dud. I've known for a while that it's over for me. He doesn't seem to feel that way at all. All right, so he's totally into you. You're not into him at all. This is not looking good. I know in my heart of hearts that I should break up with him. The only problem is his family is extremely wealthy. I'm talking super crazy wealthy. If I ended up marrying this guy, my life would be totally set financially. I am so conflicted. Well, at least you're at least you have some sort of conscience. This is good. I heard you once talk about arranged marriages and the fact that they often work out. Does this mean that if I marry him, it might actually end up working out, even though I don't have feelings for him now? This is signed, Restless Hottie. <laughs> Restless Hottie. All right, so, uh, uh, yeah, thank you for your letter. 
<laughs> Eight Weight says, if she doesn't want him, can I have the rich guy? <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. I'm going to talk, first of all, about perspective, right? So this whole who's a rich person and who's not is totally perspective. I'm going to tell a little story. There was, I don't have to go into a lot of details, but years ago, I, I've been upfront about, uh, I my childhood was fancy, fancy. My dad was extremely successful. And so, you know, I grew up kind of uh, with one of those uh, country club, you know, type of, type of things. Well, I had this girl, she wasn't even quite a lady yet, but uh, she was like a friend of a friend. And we were at my, I had her over to my parents' house. I, I, we were in the area and it's like, let's have lunch. Let's go to my parents' house. And um, this girl who was cute as a button, cute as a button. While we're sitting at uh, whatever in, the, in my parents' kitchen. And she could not contain herself. She couldn't contain herself. She was like, um, she was like, you're rich. You're filthy, stinking rich. And I was like, uh, my parents are doing pretty well. You know, I think probably at the time I was, I don't know, I was still in college or something. I was not filthy, stinking rich. I'll say that. But I remember thinking it's like, because I, this girl was so cute and seemed so lovely and all that stuff. It's like, uh, I was like the, the early, earlier letter guy. It's like, uh, uh, maybe, maybe we could, uh, become friends and then, and then maybe more, more than friends, you know? But once she, once she had that reaction, it's like, how could you ever trust it? I would hate to think that someone like, uh, uh married me just for, for, for money. I would just kind of hate to think that. Robo says, uh, if I was rich, I wouldn't even tell anyone. So that didn't happen to me. Yeah. I'm not rich, by the way. Um, yeah, so this is a this is a tough thing. Now, just along the lines of this arranged, arranged marriage thing, I'm actually going to be straight up. I do feel like I've learned over time that these arranged marriage deals do seem to work out at least as often as uh, straight up uh, 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 Western marriages. So is there a chance that you might actually, like if you married this dude for his money, is there a chance that years down the road you might actually be a relatively happy-ish married couple? Yeah, I'd say there's a chance, but um, I wouldn't bet on it. And I just think in general, it sounds like uh, you're not coming at this from a very healthy perspective by the way restless hottie money can't buy you much right it's not it's it's just not it's not all it's cracked up to be you know so i'm i would I, I would encourage you to think long and hard about what you need to do it seems like you have a conscience in there somewhere rolling around I don't know. Let's see if, let's see a couple more letters. Maybe I can squeeze them in. 
All right, dear Tony, I enjoyed the story of your brother doing low carb and having so much success. Low carb slash keto does appear to be all the rage these days. Isn't it funny how eating styles are almost like religions? You pick one and then you start preaching to all your friends who will listen. So are you officially trying to follow in your brother's footsteps? This is from Pam J. Uh, yes, I am officially. This is something I should have I should have been doing my entire life. It's just simply following in my brother's footsteps. He's a tremendous older brother. He used to take me and my little brother. Imagine this. He used to take us along on dates. He was bringing his girlfriend to the movie. Now there's, I'm five years younger than Johnny, my older brother. And then our youngest brother is then, is three years younger than me. And so he would have been, let's say he's in high school. Maybe he's, let's say 17 years old. So he's taking a 12 year old and a nine year old along on, on his dates with him. Tremendous, tremendous. I mean, what a brother. So yes, I'm trying to follow in his footsteps. I really should be in several ways, not just the uh, dietary way. But you're right. It is interesting how these things are like religions. They take religious, they take on religious proportions. And it's absolutely true. You start doing something and then you want to tell everyone. I can remember uh, years ago when my mom went on one of those liquid diets. <laughs> And she was in that mode of like telling everyone, oh, you know what? They have this thing. All you got to do is you drink a, you drink a shake. It's like magic, you know, and she's telling everyone. And, I, and at the time I would have been roughly in second grade. And I just remembered even as a second grader thinking, uh, yeah, this doesn't make, this can never work. Is she going to drink shakes for the rest of her life? No, she's going to go back to real food at some point. And actually, God love her, she did lose a ton of weight. And then she went off the shakes, and then she found it again. She found where she misplaced the weight. But yes, here I'm three days into keto, and I've talked about it on two podcasts. So I'm proving your point, Pam J. But yes, I'm officially going to try. I should probably shut up about it on the show, because maybe I'm setting myself up for failure. It's... At least I've already proven, and this is a good thing, I've already proven that I'm comfortable coming on the show and just showing my jowls. I've I've gained weight, I've lost weight here and there on the show in the past year I've been doing it. Whatever. It is 8 o'clock. Let me do, I, I, let me get one more letter in. Let's see what we got. Dear Tony, it's way out in the distance, but I want to get some ideas from the group. Next month, I'll be traveling to my girlfriend's home town in Wisconsin for Thanksgiving with her family. When I say family, I'm talking aunts, uncles, cousins, generations and generations. I want to make a good impression, and I've offered to bring a dish to the party. A dish that I made myself. The only thing is, I don't cook for shit. <laughs> I know I never should have offered, but I got nervous and, I, and I'm and i not backing out now anyway. Seriously, any ideas for something that I have a chance of doing well, given my experience, is, uh, given my lack of experience? 
What do you think? This is from Trevor from Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. Um, interesting question, Trevor. So let me get this straight. You got this girlfriend. You're I. Did you say that you're meeting the family for the first time? Seems like something just buzzed in this room. Oh, maybe it was my phone. Did you say that you're meeting your girlfriend for the first time? I don't think you necessarily did. But let's, I'm going to pretend maybe this is why this is a big deal. She's taking you to her family. That's very encouraging. It sounds like they're a big, um, a big family. And so you want to make a splash. I say, I, I give you uh, props for stepping up and trying to do something. I think that's really sweet. I think that's really sweet. So I would encourage you, yes, go ahead and try something. Now, an idea that comes to mind right out of the gate is you have some time to practice, Trevor. Pick a dish and practice. Now, I think your easiest approach is probably going to be go the dessert approach. I assume that you could bring a dessert, right? This this should not be too difficult. I mean... Uh, some do some sort of goo actually get on reddit there's got to be a dessert subreddit a dessert recipe subreddit shit i don't know you should be able to find a really good recipe you have enough time to practice think about i don't know how long you're traveling do you say it in your letter i mean it's got to keep in the car blah 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 but i say freaking go for it this is a fun experiment and try and then all those She's an extended family, and I have no doubt she's going to have a bunch of sweet aunts and grandmas, and they're going to freaking love you if you if you tell it, right? Look what I made. They're going to love you. Go for it. Find a re- find a dessert recipe. Uh, that's what I would do. I don't know. 8.04, everybody. 8.04 in the morning. It's been an interesting Thursday. This is one of those shows where I woke up and it's like, I have nothing to say, but I am curious about this weird-ass dream that I had. And so I told that story. Who knows? Thank you for hanging out with me today, people. Tomorrow is Friday. I'm super excited that tomorrow is Friday. I don't totally know why. But uh, I am very grateful that we spent the morning together. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for sitting around, sipping some coffee and for interacting. Uh, we miss uh, Georgie girl. We miss Chifafa. I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to Chifafa. This is getting nuts. Um, Mr. Amber, Amber was able to get in just a little bit this morning, but anyway, I love you guys. And I like you guys. You're good people. I like you. And uh, I will see you again tomorrow morning. Same bad time, same bad place. Until we meet again, I just want to remind you. Don't take any shit from anybody, okay? All right, be good. Talk to you tomorrow.